Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Tuesday episode of Flippin' Bats, and we got a lot to talk about. It's Honesty Hour. We're going to be back in the trust tree. Top three rookies of the week, including, spoiler alert, Masataka Yoshida's historic Sunday. Name that team is coming up as well, and some Twitter questions to finish it all off. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. It's a blowout. Eighth inning, 10-3. He swings and it's a high fly ball, deep center field, it is gone, home run, and a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. What is up, my friends? I am very excited for this episode, Alex, because I mentioned Name That Team is Coming, something that I'm always excited to get to because it's fun, and it's something that challenges my brain and everyone listening's <laughs> brain but this week we're switching it up a we little are. bit it's no longer outfield because we've pretty much run through every outfield we have and it's going to be starting rotations one through five in the rotation where they went to school or the country they were drafted out of we'll get to that in a little while but i'm excited and uh you think you're going to get all of them, right? Someone said you're going to get all of them or you're not. So today, yeah. this is always an interesting talking point because I always hear beforehand, oh, you're going to do well. I've heard everywhere from I'm going to get one to three. So who, okay. who knows what's going to happen. Right. But this is going to be more difficult, I think, with rotations. I don't know. We'll see when we get there. Uh, but as is the staple of Tuesday episodes, it's time to let's hop in the trust tree, my yep. friends. It's honesty hour. We got something that needs to be talked about. And today, Alex, we need to talk about catchers. Why, you Why? ask? Mm-hmm. Because catchers continue to be the most undervalued position, arguably, in all of sports. Certainly in baseball. I, I get tired of hearing about catchers' offensive numbers, right? If you look at a catcher, there's really probably three or four catchers in the league that hit above league average that's not the catcher's sole job it's to catch a pitching staff it's to be the leader of the team the leader of the defense when a play is happening the catcher is the only player that sees everything happening in in that direction (laughs) out in front of them so what we've seen over the last couple of years i believe is catchers continuing to be undervalued especially guys like the first one that comes to mind martin maldonado with the Astros for years we've seen him hit under 200 on the year under the Mendoza line and guess what he continues to be a staple in that often or in that team and I would argue one of the elite catchers or just elite as I labeled him earlier in the year because of how good he is with that pitching staff so we just needed to show some we just needed to show catchers some love today you know it, it was important to do so because I feel like fans of the game We'll look at baseball. We'll look at a field and see, wow, the catcher's hitting 200. He must not be very good. But what they mean to a pitching staff as a whole, 
Look at the Minnesota Twins this year with Christian Vasquez. Now, signing a catcher, getting a guy there that they believe can be a staple catcher for their organization. Last year in Team ERA, they were 19th. This year, they're up to 6th. Yes, they've added Pablo Lopez, who's been very good, but I truly believe having a good backstop that can call a good game, can catch a good game, and can lead and talk to a pitching staff is so huge for the game of baseball and huge for so many teams around the league. I've had this debate with numerous friends that are baseball fanatics, and it's crazy that we don't talk about it more, that a catcher is the heart and soul of the team. They are the ones who are calling the game and running the game with the pitcher. And I have talked to dozens of pitchers, whether they pitched a complete game. I've talked to pitchers after they threw no hitters. Every single pitcher thanks the catcher for calling such an incredible game. It is just as much the catcher's job as it is the pitcher's job to control the pace of the game, what is happening, and as you mentioned, seeing what is happening throughout the field and keeping the different pitch, the entire pitching staff, yeah, comfortable with them and their pitches and calling the pitches throughout an at bat. Like it is crazy that we we don't talk about it more of how important they are to every single game. It is by far the hardest position on the field, and I have no problem saying that. It's the one position that I had never played in my entire life. I have never put on catcher's gear ever. It hasn't happened. It is definitely the hardest position to play. You walk into a locker room after the game, and every catcher is getting treatment, taking an ice bath, doing something because they just beat up their bodies so much. So I, I just look around the league this year, and I watch some of these teams, and I can't not think of how valuable catchers are. And this is what kind of brought this to light. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this is just because I feel like I watch games and I'm like, this catcher deserves so much credit and you don't really talk about mm -hmm. him a ton. And Sean Murphy, for example, the Braves big pickup of the off season last year with the Oakland days, you know, let's look at the hole he filled in Atlanta and the hole he left in Oakland this year in Oakland, the A's have arguably the worst pitching numbers in the history of baseball. And is that all Sean Murphy's doing that he's gone? Well, no, but he is now in Atlanta and the Braves pitching staff is doing very well there. And having a catcher behind the plate, that's known as a defensive guy. He can also hit, but those other catchers that the Braves have had and Contreras and Darno haven't necessarily been great great defensive catchers or great guys at calling a game and the rotation this year has been unbelievable cal raleigh with the mariners cal raleigh we've talked to a couple of pitchers of of the mariners on this show before logan gilbert being one of them was very vocal about cal raleigh and what he has meant to him and his career in the minor leagues cal raleigh started these truth meetings that he would have with pitchers wait he had honesty hour he had he, yeah, had, he, he had, had honesty, honesty hour, hour. And he would do it that. with his pitchers and basically just say, hey, here's what you're doing poorly and here's what you're doing well and here's what we need to figure out. And now he has this rotation in, in Seattle who's dominant and great. So catchers need loving too. Yeah, and they do. Speaking of Cal Raleigh, Alex, this Wednesday episode of Flipping Bats, tomorrow – Cal Raleigh yeah. is the guest, oh, the epic. big dumper himself. <laughs> By the way, had to ask the man from his own words. Yeah. W tell me about the nickname. Yeah. So tomorrow, check out Cal Raleigh for sure. Oh, I'm excited about that. Well, 
since we're in the honesty tree mm-hmm. right now, right? You got something for me? Yeah, we got to be you honest. You mad about, at me for something? No, we got to be honest about oh. the Mariners. You were just t- talking about Cal, yeah. right? Catcher for the Mariners. They have not had the start no. to the season that we have expected. However, they did win the series against the Cardinals this past weekend. Does it seem or feel like they're finally turning that corner? Are, are we going to see? I mean, they have J-Rod, one of the most exciting young players in the league. They have incredible pitching. Their pitching staff in general has been great. What's what's going wrong? And, ha- and have we seen them finally maybe start to shift in the right direction? Yeah, I, I'm not ready yet to say that the Mariners are turning a corner. Okay. They had a, a good series against the Cardinals who, just to be – flat out honest are not a good baseball team right now in the Cardinals, not referring to the Mariners. The yeah. Cardinals are not good and you got to beat up on them right now. And the Mariners did that, but they got swept earlier in the week. So I'm not yet ready to say that they've turned a corner that I do expect them to turn, but I will say that I do like what I'm starting to see okay. from the Mariners. I love what I've seen from Jared Kelnick. All year long, right? Hit another home run on Sunday. This is the prospect that we were all promised from the Mariners, and we're getting him. I like what I'm starting to see from Julio Rodriguez, who I've said many times I believe is going to be a face of the game of baseball, is a freak talent and a superstar in this game. He's starting to turn that corner and playing well. Um, you have the home run trident that they've brought out that I'm a big fan I of. love that so much. Even just if you're watching the show right now and you're seeing almost every home run, all of them holding the trident, I mean, it is majestic. It is Majestic is a great word for it. It's also life-size. I mean, it is <laughs> taller than Julio. Is it sharp? Is it real? It like, these are all the be. questions It's I taller than every player on the team. It's like full metal. It's enormous. So uh, on a serious note, I'm not yet ready to say that that corner has been turned. I believe this Mariners team is capable of again getting into the playoffs and doing damage in the playoffs. I wholeheartedly believe that, um, and they, they are not there yet. But with the rotation of Luis Castillo, who's been one of the best pitchers in the game of baseball this year, and and Gilbert and George Kirby and Robbie Ray set to come back at some point, but he's been out so far. They're only going to get better, and the guys in the offense – that haven't yet been clicking on all cylinders that you know they will. Julio, we're starting to mm-hmm. see that more. Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, I And if you can get from Jared Kelnick what you're getting right now all year long, this team is going to be a force, and I have no doubts. The Mariners can do damage in the playoffs. Absolutely. But to answer your question, not yet ready to say they turn the corner. Which is kind of disappointing because they have all the pieces, and they have some of the most exciting pieces in the yeah, game. So but- I-, I hope it happens soon. Like, we all want it to happen soon. The, the game's going to be better. The league's going to be better when the Mariners and these yeah. young players are doing better. To so. be honest with you, though, there's a, a cornucopia of teams this year with all the pieces yeah. that yes. haven't yet <laughs> figured it out. Yes. The Padres, mm-hmm. all the pieces, not yet figured it out, right? They're right around the 500 mark. Phillies seem to have two aces, a great lineup haven't figured it out they yes. might get harper back like mid-may Correct. which could help like yeah. the padres just got fernando tatis jr back yeah. maybe that's gonna spark a little something yeah the dodgers with mvps in their lineup yeah. that feels like there's a lot of teams this year this year's so fun and exciting already there's a lot of big time teams with big time players and mvps that are just okay right now and then a lot of teams as we saw in monday's power rankings that are shocking the world right now i mean I'm having a blast this year. Same. You know what, Ben? There's also a lot of rookies 
yes. that are coming out and shocking the world. And each week, you give your top three rookies of the week. So this is also a, a nice way to introduce the baseball world and really focus on these yeah. young up-and-coming players. Yeah, the reason I, I wanted to – I felt like we have some superstar rookies this year. But honestly, we're – what? Three, four, five weeks? I don't know. Time is a circle. Yeah. I don't know how many weeks we're in. But <laughs> – I don't know if I've repeated too many rookies this year. And we're uh, going to see on today's no. today's update that the three best rookies this week, I don't know if either all three or two of yeah. the three have not been on here. So let's start with number three. And this is a guy I tease off the top of the show mm -hmm. that had a historic Sunday afternoon for the Boston Red Sox, Masataka Yoshida. Now he hit 269 on the week with two home runs and nine RBI. But all of that came on Sunday. I like to call Sunday's game for the Boston Red Sox the Masataka Yoshida game. Mm. That is going to be the game that we look back on and say, he turned a corner this year, and he could very well go on from this point on to win the American League Rookie of the Year this year. I think he is that talented. Now, let me just tell you, I said historic. I meant historic, my friends. Yoshida not only hit two home runs in the game, he hit two home runs in the eighth inning, two of them. The second one being a grand slam wound up with a million RBIs on the day, two home runs in an inning. Let me tell you the, the territory that that put him, puts him in. MLB rookies with two home runs in an inning. I didn't think it would be a ton, but I must say this it's happened a lot less than I thought it would. Joe Pepitone, May 23rd, 1962. Joe DiMaggio, June 24th, 1936. And Ed Cartwright uh, in 1890 are the only wow. other three players, only other three rookies in history to hit two home runs in one inning. I must add here, yeah. whenever I hear of, of a player and I see that the date they did something was in the 1800s, I think, oh, boy, it's baseball. We're going to get an awesome name here. Ed? Really? That's the 1890 and we're going with Ed? <laughs> I need, like, Tungsten Arm O'Doul or something like that. Um, only the fifth Red Sox ever to do it. David Ortiz, Nomar Garciaparra, Ellis Burks, and Bill Reagan. Congratulations to Masataka Yoshida on having his, what I believe is his breakout game, two homers, both in that inning, one being a grand slam and capping off a good week for him. He's at number three. Your number two also had a great weekend. Yep. Astros, Corey Jolks. Corey Jolks, the Houstonian himself, the hometown kid, hit 411 on the week, a home run, five RBI. And on Sunday, he had a huge hit in the ninth inning against the Atlanta Braves, a go-ahead two-out RBI to give the Astros the lead. They've come, they came from behind. They got the lead. That ends up winning them the game. So we had the go-ahead hit in the ninth. This kid has been a godsend for the Houston Astros. He really has. And how cool is it? He's from Houston. That's huge. He went to the University of Houston, and now he's playing for the Houston Astros. And the fan base has the fan base has rallied around him. They're his biggest fan. I love it's that. It's so cool. And Corey Jolks had an awesome week. He's at number two. And number one, hitting four home runs on the week, Dodgers' James Outman. James Outman was not getting out a lot this yeah. week. 
333, four homers, nine RBI. On the year so far, James Altman has six homers in March and April, and that's the most by a Dodger rookie ever. When you start talking Dodgers history, when you say any player has done something for the first time ever, very impressive. He's also leading all NL rookies in average on base percentage, slugging percentage, RBIs, home run, hits. James Altman is a star, and as of right now, as we speak, coming into this year, the favorites, I think, the odds-on favorites to win NL Rookie of the Year, Corbin Carroll, Jordan Walker, Kodai Senga, all right there. James Altman has now put himself at the top of that list and is the odds-on favorite to win the NL Rookie of the Year early on in the year. So another great week for him. Uh, The Dodgers needed it. The Dodgers need it. They are not playing great baseball and he's been a huge part of their offense so far this year. So shout out to these three rookies, Masataki Yoshida, Corey Jolks, and James Altman. Great week. Great Great week. week. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah. It's- so, as I mentioned, name that team. But everyone listening, play along with me. Alex is going to give, we're on to starting rotation. Yeah, so we're right? mixing it up. We, we started with the infield, then we moved to the outfield. Now we are going to give you either this high school or college that this starting pitcher was drafted out of or the country that they were signed out of. You're going to get five because you're getting a full starting rotation, oh, and you got to name the team. I don't know how I'm going to be at this. I really don't. There are five players, yeah. but it, I think it's going to be a little more more difficult. But maybe there will be one of the five that really sticks out that might help okay. me. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We'll first, see. Uh, first try. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Team number one. West Virginia University. LSU. University of Akron. Puerto Rico. And Japan. Name that team. Virginia, LSU, Akron, Puerto Rico, Japan. Um, this is the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, Alec Manoa, West Virginia, Gosman, LSU, Bassett, Akron, Jose Barrios, mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, and you say Kikuchi. Japan. Yeah. All right. Good start. Um, okay, great start. Yep, one for one. One for one. All right, ready for team number two? Yeah, I'm ready. Many people are saying I won't ever miss one of the starting rotations, so. Hmm. Okay. Many people have been saying many that. Many people have Alex. been saying that. Many, you? Many, many people. Two people. All right, let's see if we can keep it going. <laughs> okay, team number two, Venezuela, Vanderbilt, Cal State, Stanislaus, Stan is loss, mm. high school out of California and Japan. Cal State Stanislaus. Yeah, I needed help with that one. I'd never heard of that before. That's not the giveaway. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, okay, I don't. Let's see. Venezuela, Vanderbilt, Japan. Okay. I think I got it. Okay. I think. I think Venezuela. 
is a friend of the pod. I think it's Pablo Lopez. And then Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda. Yep, give me the Minnesota Twins. Let's go! Nice job. I feel Whew. like there's a Japan in any of them. You're going to get it. Well, pitching staff is a little, <laughs> a little, there's more, there's definitely more uh, Japanese pitchers, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it's All not right. a super, not a, not a dead giveaway. This one was uh, Vanderbilt's, Vanderbilt's never a giveaway because there there's are so great. many Vanderbilt yeah. pitchers in baseball, but the Venezuela Vanderbilt was my first hint. And then once I got there, mm -hmm. once I got there in my head, then Maeda got me there yeah. at the end of the rotation. All right. One more. Can he do it? My undefeated rotation streak lives on. Are you ready? Two. Yes. Team number three. High school in California, Clemson University, high school in Connecticut, Vanderbilt, University of Texas. Name that team. Hmm. Texas at five. For Vanderbilt. I don't know if I know this. Clemson at two. High school out of California. Okay, I'm gonna guess. seconds i don't think this is right it might be uh i'm going I like you should know this i should know this did i just throw you 15 seconds i'm gonna guess the atlanta Braves. yeah yes come on i'm like strider's been like one of your favorite guys so yeah, yeah. three for three let's go a plus Woo! that was tough first time with the new format got them all good job um, ben knows his baseball. So the one, the guy that got me there, I, I, I Strider. Yeah. And then that's what I thought. I was like, you gotta like Strider was Strider. the help, the big one that got me down yeah. the right path. And then I remembered Kyle Wright Vanderbilt. Mm. And we were just saying so many great pitches. Yeah. All right. Nice job. Woo. Three for three. Way to go. I'm curious to see how everyone at home's going to let's do. go. I know Speaking. this is, this segment's become so cool. Because now, like, as you know, Alex, like, yeah. I stream on Twitch a good bit, and yeah. people will tweet me about the show, and it's been really cool to hear people, like, say, oh, I got two of three and name that team today, or I got one of three or Way three of go. three, like, you know, so I'm excited yeah. to hear how people did. And speaking of people, our fans at home, you sent in some Twitter questions. Speaking of people. Speaking of people. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of people. People. You got questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got some fan questions. You guys right. sent them in. Yeah. You're going to answer them. All right, let's do it. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Our first one comes from Kyle. Does okay. Freed have a chance to win a Cy Young? Um, I so this one, this answer I think became a little more clear to me after his start over the weekend. You know, it's hard for a pitcher to miss about a month of time. The opening day start of his, he ends up getting hurt and misses a good chunk of time. But look, when we look back at the end of the season will be like, you know, there are pitchers that'll have missed the first month that it'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot he missed some time. Yeah. Max Freed, hopefully being one of them. Justin, hopefully being one of them. Like in the, in the grand scheme of things, missing three, four weeks of the year isn't crazy. Yeah. And Max Freed came back and dominated a really good Houston Astros lineup 
on Saturday. And so for that reason, I would say yes, absolutely. I think he was already already had a serious chance of winning this. He's probably in the top five-ish odds of guys to win the Cy Young Award. I don't think that's the case right now, obviously, with him missing a bunch of time. But I absolutely believe that he can win a Cy Young Award. In fact, I picked his teammate and co-ace, Spencer Strider, to win the award. But Max Fried was another guy that I went long and hard thinking about that could possibly win the award. So a little bit of a setback, his injury, but not the end-all be-all. The answer is yes, he absolutely can. Good question. That was yeah. a good question. Also exciting to have like two potential Cy Young candidates yeah. on your staff. Yeah. That's when you know you're great. Always okay. helpful. On to our next question. This one is from You Can't Stop the Waves. Oh. Shouldn't there be a scientifically measurable standard for uh, excess rosin? Also, when illegal substances are suspect, shouldn't it be sampled and sent for analysis? The technology exists, so why not use it? Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, Amy. Amy. Great question. My question to you would be, what waves are we talking about? You can't I, stop the waves? Is that like the, the wave in stadiums? Or I, like, I don't know. Energy don't know. waves? The beach great waves? Great question. Um, also, a really good question here. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. And we talked about this last week when we were discussing, discussing Max Scherzer and his suspension and the um, ejection from the game and all of that. One thing that Max was asked about after the game was, shouldn't there be another way, right? And the answer is absolutely yes. As you mentioned, the technology in this world is to a point where we don't need, we don't need to be at the point where a, a star pitcher in the game is missing 10 games and getting fined $10,000 because the same umpire that has ejected everybody is coming up and feeling his hand and saying, yep, too sticky, you're out of here. Next thing you know, he's suspended, missing time, hurting the Mets, and getting fined $10,000 because this umpire feels that's the case? That's ridiculous. It needs to be better than that. It can't be as objective and arbitrary as it is right now. Uh, as I talked about in last show, last show, we have the ability in real time to see what Max Scherzer's spin rate is on his pitches. So if an umpire is going to come out and make a very strong accusation such as this one, take the time to get almost treat it like a review, yeah. I would say. Take the time, go to New York, put on your headset and say, hey, we believe something is going on here. Let's talk about this. Can you look up his spin rate over the course of the season compared to what it is now? And in the case of Max Scherzer, it was exactly the same. So in that instance, I would say if I'm the umpire, I'd take off the headset, I'd go back to Max Scherzer and say, I need you to go wash your hands again, please. And you can't, this feels too sticky. Go wash your hands, but your spin rate is in line with everything you've been doing all year long. We, we are not going to eject you from this game after looking at this further. But as you said, and as I've said in the past, this is a great point. This can't be an arbitrary discussion. We need this to be a little more scientific so that an umpire that might be having a bad day can't come over and say, I'm going to put my stamp on this game. We can't have that. Wholeheartedly agree with you. I agree with you. Too. Yeah, I think yeah, Alex. No, this I think, is, we've, we've beaten yeah. this one into the ground, but yeah, yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I realized as a, I could go on for we could. an yeah, hour. There's a, we've got a lot of frustration yeah. with this All right, one. one more, one more. Okay. Our last question comes from Josh. He says, hi, guys. 
New listener, I'm not much into baseball, but I find it interesting since I started playing Super Mega Baseball (laughs) 3. Been listening every day for a few weeks. As a Denver Broncos fan, I'm leaning towards the Rockies. How bad a shape is the team in, honestly? Well, Josh, that's really cool. Thank you for listening, and shout out Super Mega Baseball 3. What a game. Um, Yeah, bad shape. Yeah. It's, It's not good. And the shape that they got themselves in i don't know how long you've been trying to become a fan of the rockies or how how new to baseball you are but if it's within the last two years you missed the best player one of the best players in franchise history and if he had stayed there his whole career could have certainly gone down as if not the best the top three player in rockies history nolan arenado just got shipped out of town for nothing and in fact, they sent the Cardinals $50 million to take him. And you might be saying, well, why would they do that? And that is a great question. And that is why the Rockies are not in, in good shape right now. They've tried to, to get back in the right direction, you know, signing Chris Bryant to that deal and saying, we, here's our superstar. We're going to build around him. That hasn't gone well so far, really. But aside from that, I, I like Chris Bryant. I think he can be good. But aside from that, like you put yourself in such a hole that it's really difficult to climb out of it. So for that reason, I would say your Colorado Rockies are in in rough shape. But there are some there are some guys in the minor leagues and some prospects that are coming that I do believe can can be big league all star talent. Um, so. I would say best case scenario, they're three years away from being a competitive team because it can, it can happen quick, right? It could be faster than that. Look at the, the Tigers from 05 and 06. Like they went from the worst team in baseball to a World Series team in 06. It can happen quick, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. So they're a little ways away. That, that was like a things that make you go, hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As you're explaining that, I was like, that would be perfect for that segment. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Uh, so thank you all for getting uh, getting in those questions. We do that a couple times a week. So if you ever see the tweet at Flippin' Bass Pod on Twitter, go ahead, put your question there, and we might answer it on the show. But uh, that does it for this first Tuesday episode. Everyone be on the lookout as we did last week. This week in Shohei Otani News will be coming out as a bonus episode later on the day in Tuesday. So if you're listening later in the day on Tuesday, it's out. Give it a listen. If you're just wrapping up early in the morning, it'll be coming out soon. But this week in Shohei Otani news coming out shortly on Tuesday as well. Thank you all for listening. Tomorrow, Cal Raleigh. We got a great week of stuff here on Flipping Bats. Cal Raleigh of the Seattle Mariners is on Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that as well. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Make sure you check out uh, Flippin' Bats and su- subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever. We're also available on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. But for one of two episodes on this Tuesday, thank you all for listening. And until next time, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. <laughs>